the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie. That's amore. When the world seems to shine like you've had too much wine, that's amore. Bells will ring, tingling, 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 and you'll sing the bell. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 111 of What a Beautiful Podcast. I'm your host, Jack. And I'm Andy. And, you know, 111, that's three ones, right? That's yeah, how you read also, that. That's three it, ones. Yeah, the middle one is silent, so it's just one and then one. What? I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I, was, I was trying to say something witty and clever, and that's what came out of my mind. That was, that was just verbal, verbal, verbal vomit. That's yeah, what that verbal was. nonsense. Anyway, yeah. 111. <laughs> any any which way you read it, that's a lot of episodes. Mm-hmm. And they just don't stop coming because nobody, like we always say, nobody stopped us yet. Nobody has tried to assassinate us. We're still here somehow. Yeah, maybe our continued podcasting is what saves the world in the future. You I like to think so. You can't tell me that's wrong. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, how else is the world still alive? It's on the brink of collapse every single day. Yeah, Something... the Earth the earth is dying. The Earth is dying. Geo, geopolitics did, might as well not exist anymore. Like, what, 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 what's even real? I don't know, but we're here, and we're just keeping the train rolling, like on life support. Like <laughs> life support train. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> anyway, as you may may or may not know, this is a podcast about comic books, specifically about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. And uh, if you've been with us uh, for the last couple of weeks, we are closing in on the end game of Part Five: Golden Wind and the we Ultimate sure Wild Ride. Are. Like absolutely, absolute madness happening in here, uh, where we last left off. To, Silver Chariot Requiem is a thing, guys. Yeah. And everyone's <laughs> Freaky Friday'd. And we also find what uh, Abaccio's favorite movie is. Because it's we're on the cover page for chapter 136 of Requiem Plays Quietly Part 4. And what's the interesting Requiem. is that uh, Silver Chariot obviously is not like a malicious stand. So he's just kind of walking and his his powers are so strong that they just passively affect everything around him. So yeah, the he's gang's got an aura. The gang's not really sure what to make of it because they're just like, but he's not our enemy, and he's not really doing hurting anyone. So like, what do we do about it? But then they realized, oh wait, but the boss is here somewhere. So uh, and then Bruno chopped his arm off. Yeah, because he's in the boss's body. Spoilers. Yeah, spoilers, except that was last chapter. And this is this chapter, and we have this nice, great page about our, our you know, dearly departed friend, uh, Leon Abaccio, if you'd want to read it to, to our dear listeners. <clears throat> Leon Abaccio, age 21, stand name, Moody Blues, date of birth, March 25th, 1980, blood type A, height 188 centimeters, history, he became a police officer right after graduating from high school, but he soon dirtied his hands and caused the death of his co-worker, he then lived a life of depravity, entered the world of gangsters, personality, his personality is filled with contradictions, he knows that he will never rise to the ranks of the gang because he is a former policeman, however, he will not hesitate to risk his life when he is needed on a mission, he fell into the criminal world because he had no place in society, but within the depths of his heart, the righteous heart that Abaccio had 
when he first became a policeman still exists. Favorite movie? Sling Blade. <laughs> like, let me let me just look at the poster for Sling Blade really quick. Cause like Yeah. What is this about, Andy? I don't know. I know it's know. funny that it that it's Sling Blade, but I don't know what Sling Blade is about. I mean that just sounds like a like a, a Pokemon move that got left on the cutting room floor. Uh, it's Billy Bob Thornton's in it, and I'm sure the the Sling Blade fan club is just screaming at us right now, just like gnashing their teeth. But <laughs> you think we've really just really upset this like extremely niche fandom? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> they're they're going to come out of their wood- woodwork and and blow up our SoundCloud comments. <laughs> oh my God! Can't wait. Favorite music? I don't know how to pronounce that. You want to give that a shot? Yeah, I was actually just uh, just googling this because I was curious about the, what this is. But it is the um, all right. I'm gonna give this a shot. Vespro della Beata Vergine. Oh, okay. That's, that's yeah, that's close good. enough. Yeah. yeah. So uh, let's see. What is this? <laughs> yeah, we we we're stretching our <laughs> oh, legs. Oh, it's in these a last it's a musical. Things. It's a musical oh, really? written in 1610. Oh. In Venice. At first, I thought uh, that was like a music signature. I was like, sixteen ten. That's crazy. But no. <laughs> uh, yeah, the year the year of sixteen ten. What does this sound like? And it's apparently uh, okay. So it stands for Vespers for the Blessed Virgin. Mm. Uh, oh, I mean, it's a it's a it's a Catholic it's a Catholic thing for sure. Yeah, I just found a video on YouTube that's uh, over a hundred minutes long. It's like, yep, this is in a church. This has a this has a choir component. All right. Yeah. So cool. let that is actually some subtle world building that uh, Abaccio was a man of God. At, at least he liked the sound of it. Yeah, he liked the sounds of God, and maybe he just liked that it was called. It had blessed virgin in the title. Whatever. I don't know. I, I don't know what this man gets up to. No, he's a man of contradictions. Favorite foods: white wine, Greco di Tufo. I'm gonna assume is a uh, is a vineyard. <laughs> if for sure, arugula salad, pizza margarita. That's that's that one. Dislikes: snotty kids waiting in line. Hero: Arton Senna, F1 driver. Oh, that that's the one time Meraki had the nice sense to like explain what the hell that is. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like does people know who this man is? Eh, probably not. And, and then we're into the cover page, which is evocative. Cause, yeah, yeah. Because we got in the background Silver Chariot Requiem's arm sliced off, holding the arrow, and then all of the players currently in the game right now: uh, Jorno, <laughs> Polnareff as Mr. President, Sticky Fingers, Nista. Yeah, and uh, if you're uh, if you're just joining us, uh, we're we're. Uh reading all the characters have switched souls in different bodies mm-hmm. but we are reading their voices as they would sound normally because we just cannot be fucking asked to remember can't, yeah can't be asked to do that who yeah. do you think we are people <laughs> give a shit fuck you <laughs> i have never given a single shit in my life never not once <laughs> anyway from the top yeah he did it that's sticky fingers he switched that's bucalati it's bucalati's soul Oh, this is cool. Silver Chariot Requiem on the ground. Still can only see his back. He fell yeah, towards can't, us. Yeah, can never see his face. Nice work, Bukalati. Oh, yeah. Oh the, oh, the boss is talking now. Oh, shit. Yeah, the boss is talking. But wait. If only my soul has been swapped, then the soul my body is holding. The soul <gasps> inside my real body is. 
If you're worried about your body, it's still sleeping. Glad to see you're all right, Bucalati. I'm watching over Diablo. He's still on the ground. Wahoo, mister! Dang it, I'm jealous of that body. Can I give you a hug? Ah, oh, motherfuckers. <laughs> I've got number seven from my pistols on watch duty. He hasn't moved an inch. He's still fast asleep. Alright, Bukalati's alive. And we've got the arrow. We beat the boss to it. Now it's now it's over. When I get home, I'm gonna go to school. It might be cool to let the guys make fun of me for being dumb. And I want to eat some fresh hot pizza. An authentic margarita from my hometown. Baked over an oak fire with port, with porcini mushrooms on top. Oh, keep in mind, Naranja is in Jorno's body. Yeah, like... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jorno was going to school at some point. He just left. Yeah. Uh, Silver Chariot gets to his knees. Bukalati, oh. Chariot Requiem is getting back up. If you control the arrow, we already know how to use the arrow. Then everything will end. Gets to his feet. He starts getting to his feet. Uh, who's grabbing the arrow? Oh, boy. What's happening oh, here? Oh, God. Diavolo, oh. well, Bruno as Diavolo goes to grab the arrow. Then Sticky Fingers' hand erupts out of his arm uh, to choke him, to, to make him drop the arrow. Oh. I'm really confused, because I thought that, regardless of the body, the stand was attached to their soul, so... Yeah. I forget what It'll probably is. explain it. Yeah. It'll probably explain it. But okay. yeah, Sticky Fingers is starting to attack Bruno now in Diablo's body. What's happening? Just a couple of cool pages of Sticky Fingers oh, emerging. Yeah. yeah, people don't know what they're looking at, really. Yeah. What are you doing, Pukalati? Grab the arrow! Requiem's charging at you! Sticky fingers. What's going on? Bang, 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 bang. Mista as Trish fucking... Unloads on Silver yeah, Chariot. <laughs> lights up Silver Chariot. Uh, bangs one off the arrow, knocks it out of its hand. Our, our poor sword man, he didn't do anything to deserve this. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I'm shooting the arrow. Grab it now. Something strange. That was no way. And the wall behind Trish starts to bulge out. Take this! Ah, I'm gonna blow your fucking brains out! The pillar next to you. Take cover, mister. So everyone's stands are attacking themselves now. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, so uh, number one sex pistol comes in on a bullet right for Trish's head. Uh, or Miss... Oh, fuck, I forgot how we did this. Right at Mista's head. Trish pulls out Spice Girl. Haven't seen that one in a while. Um, makes the bullet really soft so it kind of just splashes against Mista's head. And while number one continues to freak out... <laughs> All over the floor! Damn it, I'll blow him out! Blow him the fuck out! <laughs> Take this and this, you piece of shit! Your fucking brains! No, no, what are you, what are you doing? What's wrong with you? What the? Oh. Impossible. Silver Chariot rises from his grave with the arrow. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Gonna blow your goddamn brains out! Stop it, number one! Ah, what's wrong, guys? 
Silver Chariot goes to pick up its own arm, holding the arrow, fastens it back on. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, stop him! The arrow! He's gonna pick it up! What just happened? Picks up arrow. The hell is going on? I think it's gone completely berserk. This is my first time experiencing Requiem standability, too. The Berserk Requiem is carrying on my heartfelt desire and became a guardian stand to protect the arrow. It refuses to allow anyone in the world to obtain the arrow, so it automatically defends itself from whoever tries to take the arrow. I guess this is still... Yeah, it's still Bruno. Yeah, it's still Bruno. No, I mean, is it... No, I mean, Polnareff. Is Polnareff talking... Oh, sorry, no, this this is uh, Bruno talking. Oh, okay. If anyone tries to touch the arrow, their own stand will will attack them to protect the arrow. Oh, okay, I see how this makes sense now. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's a bit of... Yeah. Like, alright. The arrow has the power to dominate souls, and this is one of... This is one fragment of it? Then what are we supposed to do? Our stands are powered up, but if we try to use that power to get the arrow, then... How are we supposed to get it? Is there any way? Is there any way to obtain the arrow? Mister Number Seven's getting antsy. It says he's getting up. Bukalati's body. It woke up. Uh oh. Yeah, Bukalati's body starts getting to its knees. Oh, he, oh boy. <laughs> Just okay. like death flags for every boy, yeah, including like, the ones that have died. <laughs> literally, death flags flying left and right. Everybody's doomed. Spoiler alert, everybody dies. Guido Mista, age 18. Stand name, Sex Pistols. Birthday, December 3rd, 1982. Blood type B. Height, 179 centimeters. History, roamed the streets as a thug. He was caught up in an unexpected incident and sentenced to several decades in prison. But Bucolati saved him, and the gang recruited him for his talents with the gun. Personality. He believes in the existence of God on a fundamental level. No matter what dire situations may befall him, he optimistically believes that he will survive and danger will pass by him, belief which is held true. However, he loses all hope when the number four is involved. Once he starts worrying about that number, he will immediately become very pessimistic and become afraid of even the slightest things. Favorite movies, Pretty Woman, The Bridges of Madison County. Favorite music, The Carpenters. Favorite foods, Tuscan White Beans, Trippa. Oh, just tripe, beef stomach simmered in tomato sauce. Pizza. <laughs> Dislikes the number four, the student living next door who plays guitar while he's trying to sleep. Love it. I love that. Is it an implication Misty goes to school or that he just lives next to a student? Probably the latter. Probably that he just lives next to a student. <laughs> yeah. Hero, Roberto Baggio, soccer player, and Monica Bellucci, a sexy idol. <laughs> I just like I I recognize the carpenters like I recognize the name the carpenters and it just it turns out that it's like this uh like fifty like uh yeah early, my mom like, listens to the yeah carpenters. early 70s like vocal duo like mm-hmm. like you know like a uh, novelty pop music <laughs> basically that that's what Mister likes to listen to in his time off yeah the carpenters sick. And I do like that of all the boys, Mista is the one confirmed to actually be a man of God. Yeah, that's interesting. And I wonder if the number four has any, uh, you know, like superstitions behind it. I mean, obviously not American superstitions, but I have never heard anything with number four. Like, oh, it's Japanese. You know, oh, Japanese. it's Japanese. I thought Japanese had a thing with the, with 13. 
No, that's that's American. Third, uh, four is Japanese because one of the words for four, she, is also the word for death. Oh, like Shinigami and oh, all that, okay, all that stuff. Oh, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. 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 Little history lessons here on the show. There you go. And the Chinese hate the number five for the oh. same reasons. What? Are the, oh, for the same reasons. Okay, I was gonna yeah. say, what did the number five do the Chinese? <laughs> What did it do to them? Ah, man, the wars have been fought over the number five. Anyway, <laughs> The Requiem Plays Quietly, part five. Uh, this is uh, Narancha talking here because he's got Aerosmith out following the Cherry Requiem. Okay. What do we do? It's getting it away. It's taking the arrow and leaving the Coliseum. Forget about the arrow now, Narancha. We can chase it late. We can chase him later. Diavolo! No way! Move to a place where you can see his body. He's getting up! He's waking up! Do it, mister! Shoot him! Huh? What? What did you... Bukalati? What are you doing, mister? He's getting up! Shoot him dead! You you want me to shoot? But that that body's... Bukalati, wouldn't that... If you're... Oh, oh, is that... Yeah, it's the ranch. Oh. If you're worried about bullet wounds, mister, my gold experience will fully heal him later. Just immobilize him for now. That's what you meant, right, Bukalati? Uh, not really. Uh, can't can't shake like hands with a ghost. Yeah, there's nothing to heal. <laughs> yeah. He's up, he's starting to walk. Mr. Mr. lifts up gun calmly, fills him full of holes. And this would be the end of it, except for, uh, except for one little thing. One little tiny little detail. One little detail. Got him. Uh, yeah, just smack on his back. Fil- shot a man with a bullet. Now he's dead. Trish. Oh, yeah. Trish, you've got my bullets. Hand them all over. They're inside your boots. <laughs> he's going into seizures. He won't be moving anywhere like this. Mister, play it safe. Shoot both his legs, too. Quit dawdling. Give me the bullets. You've got pockets in your boots. What are you... What do you mean? I already gave them to you. They're in your hands. Oh, no. Yep. Oh, no. Huh? Clink, 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 clink. Clink, 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 clink. Time has skipped. Oh, boy. And you look outside, and birds are flying, dogs are barking, things are happening again. Again? It skipped. I didn't see it. Nothing at all. When the bullets hit the floor, they should have made some noise. I didn't see the dog wake up either. Clink, 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 clink. <laughs> Mister's hands are suddenly full of bullets. <laughs> what? It just skipped. Time just skipped a few seconds. I'm sure of it. Impossible. I didn't even catch a, uh, catch a single glimpse of King, Kim, King Crimson emerging or disappearing. And what would that accomplish? He hasn't moved. He's still in the exact same position where he fell. Trish, drop one more bullet. Take a bullet from my hand and drop it on the floor. Uh, Drop one more bullet now. Trish, don't you see those four bullets on the ground? I've said this before. I can't have four. Can't let the number four be around me ever. If those fell when you were handing them to me, you need to drop one more. Is, Is that... Really, Diavolo, Polnareff? 
Trish, when we uh, those these what what order are these speed rumbles supposed to be credited in, in this panel? The, it's it's all Narancia all the time. Yeah. Trish, when we woke up, you told us you didn't sense the boss's existence in that body at all, right? What about now? Do you feel the boss's presence presence nearby? <sighs> That's impossible. You and Narancia were swapped, Mista and Trish. In that case, Diavolo and Bucolati must have swapped with each other. That is Requiem's rampant ability. I don't know what the answer is, but if time skipped just now, that proves that King Crimson and Diavolo aren't inside that body. Narancia, how's the situation around us? Is anyone nearby? Diavolo shouts, then sees on a little ledge a bloody ladybug brooch. Oh boy. Oh boy. Narancia? Drip, drip, drip. Mm, that can't mean anything good. No. Trish, please drop one more bullet. Take one more bullet out of my hand and drop it. I don't understand. I have no idea why I can't sense the boss's presence. I don't sense him anywhere. Step aside, all of you. Let me through. Move it. I need to get through. I don't believe it. This can't be. It's absolutely impossible. Stay alert, mister. Don't let anyone get close. Oh, boy. Uh, okay. Oh. Yeah. <sighs> All right, Here. it, it kind of—that's a page flip of a sense of page flip of the century, right there. They turn the corner and they see uh, Narancia in Giorno's body, speared eighteen ways from Sunday on this uh, wrought iron archway fence thing, just skewered. Oh God! Yeah, it's bad. Narancia. Get him down from there, Bucolati! Break those bars, Bucolati! You gotta get Narancia down there from there now! Let me do it, mister! I'll handle it! You need to reload, mister. He's gonna strike again! We're already under attack! Where the hell is he? Where could he be? This is absolutely impossible! This shouldn't be possible! Not unless there were two Diavolos! So it was a little more than a weird personality disorder. He had two souls. Oh, <laughs> which uh, that yeah, I guess that's one way to take that storyline. <laughs> yeah, rip in pieces, Vinny Dops. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they get they pulled the entire fence down with Giorno on it. With the uh, sticky fingers. Oh, boy. Uh, this is a Polnareff reading, by the way. Two. That boy and Diavolo. Could it be two of them? There's one body, but two souls. Narancia! Oh, God. Oh, God. This shit yep. just doesn't stop. It just keeps going. It just keeps go. Oh, here's a handy guide. Yeah, Mistus flopped with Trish. Jorno flopped with Mist uh, with uh, Narancia. Bucolati flopped with Diavolo, the boss, and the turtle flopped with Polnareff. Mm. Mm. The Requiem and, plays quietly, part six. And we have already, in this storyline, have now lost the turtle and Narancia. The body count is rising. Yeah, you see the back of uh, Gold Experience's head here? Did you know that it came to a point? Oh yeah, it's like a bike helmet. Oh, I never noticed that. I, don't, yeah, I guess I, I've never seen it like that. I always just... 
I mean, I don't know why it's a bike helmet. I always kind of like, all right, like, you know, they really like bikes in Europe, I guess. Bike. Sure. Yeah. I, hmm, you never see it from this profile. Uh-huh. Heal him, Jorno. Get those bars out of him now. Trish looks to the ceiling, looks around, tries to tries to catch a glimpse of the boss. The people outside the Coliseum are waking up. Where? I didn't feel the boss's presence at all. This doesn't make sense anymore. How does his presence appear or disappear? King Crimson's range is no more than two to three meters. How did he do it? Narancia coming to in Jorno's body. Hey! hey all right! Narancia woke up! Thank God, that was close. Oh. Mm. No, mister. It's hollow. Inside. Huh? Huh? It's hollow. It's hollow. Gold experience is fully healed. Healed. All of his punctures. Punctures. Jorno's Jorno's body is repeating everything Jorno's soul is saying in Narancia's body. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. But he's already gone. Already gone. Narancia is no longer. Uh, Jorno's body closes its eyes. Snap. (coughs) His soul, it's completely empty. His soul has departed. Da-da-da-da. This this panel looks like a fucking renaissance painting. <laughs> yeah, because you've got Jorno's soul superimposed on Narancia's body, holding Jorno's body as Miss as a uh, Narancia's soul evaporates out of it. He's already gone. There's nothing more I could do. I was too late. Hollow. All I could do is enter his body. All I can do is move between our bodies. It's already. Uh, and there it goes. So, Jorno switches back to his original body, and Narancia's, uh, well, there's body. nothing There's nothing left of his soul. Yeah, it just collapses. Uh, you know, and this is another example of Iraqi, you know, classic, you know, in the, in the Japanese style, assigning very much material purpose to the, I guess, like, abstract concept of the soul. We've seen mm-hmm. it before with, like, all of the cloud ghosts and things like that that happen. Yeah, the but... soul soul is a thing. Yeah. Is what he likes to do. It was too sudden. Everybody is in shock. Everyone's in shock. And then Polnareff pipes up. Now I understand. Diavolo. Bucalati. He has two personalities. That's the only answer I can think of. His single body holds two personalities. He has a split personality. That's the answer, the attack that King Crimson just made. Right now, Bucalati's body contains the boy I saw. The boy and Diavolo are the same person with different souls. Occasionally, a strong shock during childhood can rend a person. Oh, okay, here we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, You're, just you ready for some bullshit metaphysics? Let's go. Yeah, I'm settling in. Let's <laughs> yeah. go. And that may develop into a distinct personality that ages separately. Once they reach adolescence, that split personality will merge in daily life and begin to dominate the other one. This is the theory of multiple personalities. I've heard, even heard reports from Germany and Britain of people whose faces and bodies would change with their personalities. 
This is not just my own conjecture. The best-selling book, The Minds of Billy Milligan, based on a true story, contains a report of a personality that was muscled like a boxer. Requiem's ability ripped his souls from his body. One of them switched places with Bucalati, but... Maybe by coincidence and maybe not, the other entered someone else's body. That's Diablo. King Crimson is attacking from their other body. What are you saying? Two personalities. That's the boss's secret. The people outside are also starting to wake up, which means we can't tell where he's hiding. But he will be back soon. He will attack us again. Maybe so. However, he may already be long gone. Diavolo is hunting for the arrow, too. That is why he attacked the ranch at first. He took out our radar first. He took out Aerosmith so we wouldn't be able to see him giving chase. Everybody waking up in the streets of Rome. Mm-hmm. It's raining. Very specifically. <laughs> These That's columns of rain. Methodical rain. rain. <laughs> mm-hmm. You'll have to stick with the plan. You must obtain the power of the arrow. Either way, in order to defeat King Crimson, you have to track down the arrow before he does and somehow manage to take it. Where did Requiem go? To the left. Looks like people are waking up where it passed through. If we're chasing it, then what about your body? What will we do with it? Bukalati. I didn't hit any of his vitals, but he won't be getting up anymore. I made sure of that. We're leaving you here. I won't anyone let I won't let anyone hurt you anymore, I promise. But I swear that I will bring you home. Saying this to Naranch's corpse as that... a field of flowers sprouts above it. Rest in peace, Narancha. Rest in peace. Watch out for anyone who gets close. Let's go. Let's go. go. <laughs> I help We got two we got back-to-back panels of this gang weed-ass pose. Two different <laughs> poses, back-to-back. <laughs> I mean, compare and contrast part three, let's go, to part five, let's go. Yeah, and just the There's fact that it's the boss, the like Diablo, is in the squad. <laughs> All right, boy. Oh, right behind them, there's King Crimson. Oh, oh just hanging God. out. Oh, right, yeah. If you look in the in the panel, you can see his little head popping out. Yikes. Ah! Hmm. What? Ah, must be nothing. <laughs> Trish, as Mister, just shakes his head like, ah, I guess I saw King Crimson, maybe not. Oh boy, here's here's oh. Vinnie Dobbs. Oh, I don't want to read this. This sucks. All right, all right. <laughs> Boss, is that where you are? That spot. I read in Bruno's voice. Oh motherfucker! Right. <laughs> Boss, is that where you are? That spot? That moment when we got sleepy and our souls were dragged out of our bodies? You told me that it would be dangerous to remain, so you were leaving. You went to that body? Yes. If you're in there, boss, victory is guaranteed for us. (laughs) But I miss you, boss. Call me like you always do. I'll be waiting. Call me. Oh. Yep. <laughs> Rest in peace, Vinny Dops. Yep. They're dropping cut. like flies, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. Cut to, oh, this dog we've been seeing has actually switched souls with its master. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Horrifying. Um. And then we oh, have, uh, t- we have t- out of shape vanilla ice in the back of this cop car. 
Yeah, who has switched bodies with one of these cops. Uh, I'll do this guy. Oh, I had a nice dream. Got to deal with this sexy police babe and put her in handcuffs, too. <laughs> Why am I? Chirp, chirp, chirp. Caw, caw. One policeman has switched bodies with the criminal. The other has swapped places with a bird. Caw. Uh, baby has swapped places with mother. All cats and dogs raining from the sky. Everything Damn. is a disaster. Uh, let's let's read the stand stand page for Requiem and we'll finish off there. Okay. Stand name Requiem. Host none. Destructive force E. Speed E. Effective range A. Permanence A. Precision E. Growth A. Ability: a stand energy that evolved from Polnareff's silver chariot when it was pierced by the arrow. Due to the decline of Polnareff's stand ability, it has gone out of control. Requiem is an energy that dominates living souls. In this stand's case, it has switched the souls of bodies near each other. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. You are. Uh, the power pose on Requiem oh, plays Oh, got another power pose. So. Oh, I love this. <laughs> so when we pick back up uh, next time, we will see more of the wacky kooky effects that Requiem has on the Italian populace. <laughs> yeah, we're slowly ticking down. I think we got less than 20 chapters now. Oh my god. Yeah, we have Ooh. two more parts of Requiem, and then, yeah, then the real shit happens. <laughs> As if mm-hmm. it couldn't possibly get more real... And then it keeps getting more real. It, like, doesn't stop. The train just keeps going. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. Anyway, right. time to... Dragon Ball uh, time. Yeah, time to do the old wind down. Ooh, okay. Uh, volume 2, chapter 13 of original Dragon Ball. Fanning the Flame. In order to borrow the Bishosen, which is said to be able to put out the fire on Frypan Mountain, Goku has journeyed to the house of Master Roshi. The flying uh, Nimbus you gave me is doing great, too. Of course it is. <laughs> that cloud is an amazing gift from God himself. Wow, from God? That's amazing. <laughs> Master Roshi spots Chi-Chi. Master Roshi is so squat. <laughs> like... <laughs> He's like he's literally a turtle. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Hey boy, that girl with you. Is it just me or did she shrink a little since last time? Yeah, last <laughs> time I saw her, her boobies were more boing, more boingy like this. <laughs> this isn't her, Gramps. <laughs> this is the Ox King's daughter. What? Ox King's daughter? Oh, I see. Her name's Chi-Chi. Hmm. Her name's Chi-Chi, even though she isn't a father. Translator's note. Chi-Chi can also mean father in Japanese. <laughs> hey, is that old man really Master Roshi? Yeah. I'm gonna give him a little test. <laughs> I get it. That girl's poobies are titties that came from her father. Translator's note. Chi-Chi can also be slang for boobs. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Chi-Chi goes to throw her boomerang helmet thing. If he's the real thing, he should be able to dodge it. Yah! Throws it at Master Roshi. 
<laughs> I loved I loved this panel so much with the boomerang flying at him and Master Roshi just like holding his ground. Yeah, like spider sense like yeah. whips around, <laughs> not tries to knock it out of the air with his staff. Oh ho! And nope, it nope, cuts he... through his staff and it impales him in the forehead. Oh yeah, it's it's in his skull real real bad. <laughs> Are you alright? Uh, this turtle is here. You aren't Master Roshi. You idiot, even I can't dodge something like this that quickly. Then show me proof that you're Master Roshi-sama. Look at the name here on this driver's license. Oh my! I just did something terrible, please forgive me. <laughs> Master Roshi doesn't drive. I... I tend to jump to conclusions a lot. I don't think I like her. I really a, like the band-aid on his yeah, head. Yeah, the giant band-aid. It's so good. Mm-hmm. By the way, why did you two come here anyways? Ah, oh, that's right, I forgot. Hey, Grandpa, do you have a thing called the Bancho Fan? What? The Bancho Fan? One swing brings gales. Two swings brings rain clouds. Three brings... Three swings bring downpours. Truly an amazing fan. I do possess the Bancho fan, but what do you intend to do with it? Please let us borrow it. We want to put out the fires on Frypan Mountain. We'll give it back as soon as we're done. Hmm, the fires on Frypan Mountain, huh? I heard about them. That's true. That's true. The Basho fan could put them out. I beg you, please let us borrow it. What's he thinking about? <laughs> Probably really <laughs> shitty things. Okay, I'll let you borrow it. Yay, thank you so much. However, there is one condition. Hey boy, come here. Just come here for a second. Come on. Me? Condition? What? I'll let you borrow the bear show, fan. Listen. That girl you brought here before with the boingy boobies. Bulma? Oops. Oh, man. <laughs> Shit. I accidentally jumped the page here. Let's see. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the one. I, uh, I'd just like to, you know, just a little. I'd like to touch that girl's boobies. What was that called, Mr. Roshi? That condition? Don't be so loud. She'll hear you. Ah, you're truly pathetic. What are you talking about? Don't be such a brute. At least let this old guy have a little going-away present before he goes off to the next world. Going-away present for the next world? But you drink immortality medicine, turtle hermit. That doesn't matter right now. Is that actually what he does? Yeah, the weed. Oh, the weed, right. Uh, context, we were watching Dragon Ball Super the other day, and there's an episode where Master Roshi has uh, Goku and Krillin go to get more of his uh, his infinity weed. <laughs> his infinite weed. <laughs> Perfect. What's the big deal? All you want to do is touch a chest, right? You're surprisingly shallow. <laughs> Keep this a secret from Chi-Chi, got it? If Ox King finds out, I'll look bad. Okay. <laughs> All right, with that matter settled, let me go get the Basho fan for you. He really wants to touch some weird things. What was that about a condition? Ah, don't worry about it. 
That's strange, Turtle. Where did I put the Bancho fan? Turtle always has a tablecloth that one night we ate hot pot. That was the Bancho fan? Aw, damn it. I spilled wonton soup on it and it got all dirty, so I threw it out. (laughs) Threw it out? What a cursing. Now we can't put out the fire. We can't get the Dragon Ball either. All right. If that's how things are, then I'll just go to Fry Pan Mountain and put out the fire myself. You can really do that, Gramps? Of course, nothing is impossible for Master Roshi. But don't forget to tell that Bulma girl about our little deal. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right, let's go. What'd you change your clothes for? <laughs> In times like this, you gotta dress the part. But you can't. But you can't ride on the flying Nimbus, Gramps. What do you do? <laughs> I'm commissioned. I. Uh, uh, I'm, Master, I'm Turtle Hermit, Master Roshi, Mutant Roshi. Who cares? Baby Gamera, come to me. <laughs> yeah, he sure does have a little Gamera. Yeah, this is like one of the weirdest, like, on-the-nose references. It, yeah, it's not a reference if you just call the thing the thing and it looks like the thing. Yeah, I guess it's not a reference if it's literally just Gamera. Like, Master Roshi's pet is Gamera. <laughs> Yeah, because, like, Gamera comes out, if you've never seen Gamera do his thing, uh, it's a giant flying turtle, and it flies by having jets shoot out of each of its, like, arm and leg holes and spinning. It's phenomenal. <laughs> uh, what does is, what is Gamera sound like? <laughs> Come on, son, and you rang! That's it. I'd like you to go to Fry Pan Mountain. Do you know where that is? Yeah! <laughs> Yep. Yeah. It's me. It's Gamera. It's me, Gamera. <laughs> Turtle, I'm counting on you to watch over the house. Okay, but please behave yourself. All right, let's go. We'll go on ahead then. Okay, I was wondering, was it just gonna spin with Master Roshi on it? And yep. boy, oh boy, does it! This is it sure does. <laughs> I wonder if he can really put the fire out. If he was my grandpa's master, then he's got to be amazing. Frypan Mountain. Goku's uh, back! I, I, yeah, I guess I was asking, whatever. Wh- yeah. What? He we he didn't have the Bancho fan? Nice to... Oh, the fuck that... <laughs> What's Oolong's voice sound like? I, oh, yeah. Uh, nice to meet you. My name's Oolong. <laughs> But then Master Roshi said he'd come here and put out the fire himself. Look, he's here. Oh, Master Roshi, it's been a while. Yep, I really <laughs> wanted him to just land and vomit. <laughs> Perfect. My eyes are spinning. Will, will he really be all right? Will Master Roshi truly be able to put the flames out on Fry Pan Mountain? Let's find Next out. Time, right now. Yeah, right now on Dragon Ball. Uh, Master Roshi's Kamehameha. Oh, look at this oh, cover, man. though. Holy yeah. shit! Yeah, Bulma and Oolong on a pterodactyl. Goku on Nimbus. Fantastic. Since Master Roshi lost the ba- Bancho fan, the only thing capable of putting out the fire on Frypan Mountain, he decided to come and personally put out the flames himself. There was, however, one little condition. 
I see. So this is Fry Pan Mountain. That's quite a fire. Can you really put out that? Can you really put that out, Gramps? Hey, Ox King. Yes, Master. I haven't been hearing very good things about you. In order to protect your treasure, you've resorted to killing a number of people. Yes, Master. It's exactly <laughs> as you say. <laughs> I've done a big murder. <laughs> Sorry. I've done several murders. I am so embarrassed at myself. I was possessed by greed. It doesn't matter anymore. Once the fire is put out, I'll throw away all my treasures. Well, you shouldn't throw them away. That'd be a waste. Wow. Ox King's apologizing? To be honest, it's it's pathetic that you can't put out a mere fire of that size by yourself. Hey. <laughs> Pokes Goku. Hey, the condition. Eh? Oh, yeah. Master Roshi uh, <laughs> laughing to himself in Japanese. Yep. <laughs> Gramps over there wants to ask you something. Eh? Me? Come here for a second. The rest of you stay there. Mm? What is it? Come on, kid. Just say it. Um, he wants to touch your chest. Eh? <laughs> the if, ox king in the background just like, I, huh? I, huh? If you don't let me touch your boobies, I won't put out the fire. You gotta be kidding me. Why do I have to do something like that? But if the fire is put out, you won't get the Dragon Ball, right? <laughs> Goku, you and your big mouth. Maybe I'll just go home. What's the big deal? Just let him touch it. Shut the hell up, you. Fine. However, I still don't believe that you can even put out this fire. Even if you are Master Roshi. I'll only let you touch them after you do it. Okay, you'd better. No lying. It's a promise. Whoever breaks the promise swallows a thousand needles. <laughs> he is such a perverted old man. Oh, it looks like they're done talking. Uh, talking about what? <laughs> Fucking <laughs> goddamn it, mess. Hey, how about I put out that fire then? This is exciting. Oh, this is great. Thank you so much. We're counting on you. Hmm. Can he really do it? Oh god, here we go. <laughs> yeah, scrawny-ass Master Roshi uh, takes off his turtle shell robe. Oh man, he looks like a skeleton. <laughs> well, here I go. Oh, sexy, ain't I? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Goku on, has to help this up. man up. <laughs> Watch out! There's no way. Okie dokie, here it goes. Mm, ha, boom! Oh, <laughs> oh man. He what a good panel this up. is. He all mites up. <laughs> yeah, some variety of this is a good thumbnail. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so man. An, an, an entire page spread of bulked up Master Roshi. Incredible. I like how when he's like an old man, his, his glasses kind of just like look like old man glasses, but then he turns all muscly and they look super cool. (laughs) 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 Here it comes, Master Roshi's Kamehameha. Oh, Prar and Yamcha are here. Yeah. Wow, Yamcha-sama, what is the Kamehameha? Kamehameha? It's Master Roshi's finest technique, which is said to concentrate the energy in one's body and then expel it all at once 
To think I'd be able to see it with my naked eyes. Oh, hell right, yeah. Here we go. The very first beam attack in Dragon Ball history. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we get this great panel of him posing up. Mm-hmm. Kame! Kame! Zoom up, zoom up. Twinkle. Ha! Blast out. Oh, this is so sick. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, man. <laughs> this rules. <laughs> like, the classic, like, hands together. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Everyone's just in shock. I love Bulma's face. Just like, ah! And puts out the fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, look, it went out. Uh, I... Insane. Insane. Um, Master Roshi, you put out the fire, but what? The mountain in my castle. Ah, it's all gone. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ! No, there it is. I got too excited. (laughs) Whoops! Thanks to thanks. Thanks to Master Roshi's incredible power, the fire on Frypan Mountain was put out. But will they be able to recover the Dragon Ball that was supposedly within the castle? Find out next time, I guess. Yeah, I guess we'll just leave it there for this week. <laughs> oh, man. Master Roshi rules. Yeah, but, like, wow, the, the first Kamehameha looked so sick. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that's history right there. Yeah, seriously. But, uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll go ahead and leave it there. Thank you for uh, for joining us another episode of What a Beautiful Podcast. As always, Jack, tell them where to find us. You can find us on iTunes. What? The classic. What? Like, like, comment, even subscribe. Let's hit that little bell. Oh, wait, we're not, we're not on YouTube. You can't hit the little bell. Ah, oh, man. Someone <laughs> upload the audio to YouTube and hit that yeah. bell. Hit that bell, damn it. We're on Google Play as well. You can always find us on our SoundCloud. We got all the episodes listed there. Talk to us on Twitter at JoJo underscore cast. I post the links to the episode every week on r slash Stardust Crusaders. Have a good week, everybody. We will catch you next time. Thanks, guys. See you next time.